What's up, everybody? This is David with Metro Jiu-Jitsu. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. Just a few things before we get started. If you're watching this on YouTube, do me a favor, smash that like button. Subscribe to our channel. You'll get notified of our latest updates and content. If you have anything that you want to hear on our podcast, go ahead and shoot us an email, metrobjj at gmail.com. All right, guys, welcome back to a very special episode of the Metro Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Here we have a special guest, Zach Vasicek, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. What's up, Zach? Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Thanks for having me, Dave. Thanks for having me, Mike. Absolutely. He was just, uh, Zach was just commiserating with us about the beautiful state of the roads we have back home in michigan the, uh, the everyone though i i miss my friends i miss the beer but every time i get on the road i want to head back to georgia as soon as possible i do not miss the roads man what's the average temperature down there like midwinter uh, cut january what's the temperature Is i it, mean it'll get down to it'll get down to like 40s and stuff but okay. you know like there's a slight dusting of snow shit city shuts down okay here it's whiteout conditions and you know, you ask your boss, hey, can I leave early? Yeah, if you want to use benefit time, we're not letting you out early. <laughs> it's Michigan. So what if you have to sh- so what if you're driving home in whiteout conditions? I don't care. Right. Here, city shuts down for like any like a tiny possibility of snow. It's oh it's amazing. It's nice, man. It's yeah. so cute how bad they think weather is down there. So let let's actually let's uh that's a good segue into why don't you give us just kinda kind of a brief background of uh of kind of who you are, uh how long ago you started jujitsu, uh where you started, where you train now, and uh and kind of up to that point. So way back about a decade ago, which time flies man, I tell you. Um I started off I just graduated college you know, in about two, in you know, two thousand late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine, in business there wasn't really a lot going on because everything the economy took a hit. So uh, my mom was very gracious enough to you know let me pursue something I'd always wanted to do. I'd wrestled all through high school. First time I saw UFC, I was like, oh my god, this place is amazing, and uh, I always kind of wanted to do it. So it was didn't really have a lot going on, and found out that there was a place and little place in Monroe that unfortunately now is a Bail Bonds place and kind of hurts my soul seeing it. It's called it was called the Dragon's Den, and uh, which was funny because I never really saw the sign over it for the longest time. So for about a uh, six months, I never actually knew what the name of the place was. But uh, little tiny signs called Dragon's Den, and uh, what actually attracted me there was they had a sambo class there. So ah, sweet Russian jiu-jitsu If you know, it's not, but just for simplicity's sake, in case you, you sambo, got sambo is brutal. Too. It it is a lot of fun and is very brutal. But um, I started going there and uh, trained there for about eight, trained there for about a year. And uh, you know, as we were going, actually, wow, what I, actually what ended up kind of really accelerating my jiu-jitsu journey was uh, we uh, kind of got duped by a fake black belt. And uh, uh, ju- uh, ju- pretending to be jujitsu uh, black belt. Yes, jujitsu. Yes, a fake jujitsu black belt. What year is this? Let's, this let's was oh god, probably this was probably about uh, it was probably about you know mid twenty ten about this point. So I've been training for about a okay. year, and I was, right. was at a wrestling tournament at Southgate mm-hmm. High School. Saw this guy wearing a I think it was Marcelo Ferreira. Uh, shirt and uh, said he was a, with American Top and said he was a black belt. Well, he came in and um, my jiu-jitsu instructor at the time, Tino, was kind of looking at it and he was like, oh, I don't know. So he called up Angel Poposki, was a black belt at Warrior Way, and he came down. Isn't it funny how like you can you can call <laughs> and message people uh, it, until today and check the the uh, it, like the lineage you, of a person? Yeah, I, you and about like I I I have one of the we'll get I'll get to this. I have the most 
like crazy cycle of getting promoted but pretty much like everything I have I will you know you can document everything and that is the one nice thing about jiu-jitsu is no matter how old it is no matter where in some tiny town in whatever country it is you can track the affiliation to it. There's what you would call, quote-unquote, a paper trail. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and uh, it, so what ended up happening was uh, it went and uh, Angelo came in and he rolled, so we did it at Nogi, he rolled with this guy and he, was, he basically told the guy, you're not a black belt, don't ever come back, don't ever show your face here. And then that's what, when. What was he a local guy? So this, so Angelo was up in Warrior Way. Yeah. This guy lived in Dearborn, and I was kind of like driving him. You know, I would pick him up and I would drive him down, and you know, it's one of those things where like you know you're you're showing a move, and keep in mind that we're all like blue belt. You know, Tino at the time he was a, he was a three strike blue belt, but I mean he hadn't been training in like about five or six years, and he had just started to get back into it, and, you know, if somebody else was like a, you know, if you're, some guy's a purple belt, you have a bunch of white and blue belts, and keep in mind, this is early 2009, mm. isn't, like, where you can go on YouTube and literally get, like, a black belt if you just basically watch a ton of YouTube and practice everything, you know, this is still, just there, but it's not anywhere near where it is today, like, you don't have flow grappling with, like, you know, five hundred thousand hours yeah. of everything. Yeah. So you know, if you're a, you're a purple belt, you're dealing with a bunch of blue belts, you know, or white belts, <clears throat> and you sh- are just showing techniques. Yeah, you can look phenomenal on it. But when you have someone who's legitimately a black black belt come in and say like, "Bro, you know, stop playing, man." Sure. So he got kicked out. So that so that that basically ended us getting affiliation with Warrior Way. So then for about another uh, year and a half, I would go. From uh, I'd go from when I'd uh, drive up to Warrior Way, do a class at Warrior Way. Then I would come down, throw my gi in the wash, and then basically reteach what I learned in Warrior Way down at uh, <laughs> down in Monroe. Um, I, I, my mom, if I can ever show her how to use this technology, to listen to this. I, I can't thank her enough. But uh, what was beautiful about my upbringing in that you know starting off this little place in Monroe was that I had my teacher had learned under Holker. Uh, Hoyler and Hoyce, you know, he had nice. learned under the actual, like the main, you Fa- know, fathers. Almost. Literally, yeah. 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 And what that really brought to my attention was just how thankful I am that I had the most fundamental, solid upbringing because, like, I would see people who would, you know, they do little things. Like for me, I always see like how does somebody shrimp? Because like, there's a bunch of different ways people teach it. But it's just like when you learn history, you know, like there's a, there's a, you know, you learn, you learn about George Washington, you know, from, you know, the George Washington you learn about at first grade is different than the one at eighth grade, different than the one at high school, different than the one at college. Different than the Netflix special exactly. that they, that they show about. And, that's and, and, that's, yeah. and that's what I'm saying is that like, there's a, there's the truth, but sometimes people will water it down. And that was one of the problems I was, that was one of the things I was super grateful was that, you know, we drilled everything and my initial teacher Tino you know would allowed us to really break down because if we would say hey you know if you turn this way this leaves you open to a dars hey we need to modify we need to do it okay yeah let's go ahead and do this go ahead and really focus on that and you know that kind of leads me to that so then um that was one of my big things funny you say that uh David just caught me in that yeah. Well, no, I. Yesterday. It, it, they, um. That's annoying. It was annoying because I looked at him and I'm like, I was tired. I'm like, 
David, you set me up. He, he, <laughs> you know, yeah, he, what he's not telling you is he, that was probably his 20th minute of rolling, and then we were shark tanking him. So at, at that point, I still, yeah, anybody, I still really felt like deceived. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, it's, and it's funny because, like, one of the reasons I modified this actually saw us. I actually saw someone get caught in this, and like on the video, I was watching it as he was in, uh, as he was in half, and I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna get darsed, oh my god, he's gonna get darsed, and he got darsed, and that was one of the beautiful things that I had this super solid foundation, and I started, and I, we were, we could modify things, because that's another thing that was, you know, some places where you say, hey, have you ever, what happens if you do it like this, and they're like, you know, verboten, you know, you're, you're going against the word of God, you can't change this technique, what are you talking about? We never really had that mentality where I was. And then, of course, you know, all good things come to an end. At this point now, I'm in my mid-20s. So, you know, it's nice having, uh, you know, just training all the time. But, you know, at some point in time, you actually have to get a real job. You have to graduate. Yeah, you know, you have to actually do something Start with your life. Start the next phase of life, yeah. Yeah, so I get I get my real, I get my big boy job. And, uh, and I start going down to about two days a week. And I start training. I start uh Basically, my two my off my off days were like Tuesday and Wednesday. So I was teaching at a school in Taylor called Courageous, and I was you know still teaching, and it really helped me though because like I could go and really work on you know just fundamentals. I was just teaching you know real basic fundamentals, but it was fun for me because you know I went from training five days a week to now only two, which really stunk, but I was still able to teach, which I really enjoyed. And then I uh, moved to another, then uh, before I moved to Michigan, I started, or moved from Michigan, I should say, moved up to a place and uh, was working out certain guys, went to a place called Victoria's MMA, taught by Victor Torres. I met him at Warrior at Warrior Way, and uh, he was close by. And one of the big things about Vic was he really preached fundamentals. Like, that was his big, big thing. And it's really funny because one of the things I really learned from him was you know, all the, you know, you do back rolls, forward rolls, up and base, all this stuff that, you know, when you're a white belt, you're like, you know, why are we doing these weird movements? Yeah. Okay, the, you know, Professor Mo tells me to do that. <laughs> Professor Dave tells me to do that. Okay, you start to kind of realize there's a, every single movement you do, there's a real world application to it. Yeah. Oh, hey. And it usually it, happens in almost every single role. <laughs> I, well, in the, in the, so like, you know, one of my big, one of my big escapes back roll you know oh hey somebody's keeping pressure on you hey why don't you just put grab the gi put your knuckles in his face get up and base hey you're out yeah. hey how do i get out of this position you stand up and base you do a backslide you know everything starts to kind of kick in and that's when you start to realize that jujitsu is a series of movements it's like a dance once you figure it out how to make your body use the motions then it becomes okay when do these motions come into play yeah and it makes it a lot easier to break things down so yeah we're, we're always uh sorry to interrupt I, i'm always trying to uh, find those teachable moments because we're you know we're obviously a new academy and every time i can every chance i get be like oh and you know whatever bump sweep uh you know bump sweep kimura regarding anything it's like hey guys this should look familiar this is a technical stand-up this is a hip escape this is a belly down you know so it's like it's getting them to see hopefully that light bulb comes on and they're like oh yeah we don't we're not trying to make you look demon possessed my sister said that first tournament when people everyone's shrimping across the mat she's like they all look demon possessed what are, what are they doing I but, see. was uh, that claire that was no that was no that was not claire that was uh, elizabeth she oh. was uh, making jokes about it but no because uh, but uh well the the reason i what like the the biggest thing that i I always try to do is I always try to say, you know, like one of the things I've been teaching for so long is 
I always want to make sure, you know, I say that, you know, faith is for church. It's this is I don't want you to ever do anything I say by faith. I'm going to show you exactly why I'm showing you the way I'm showing you. You know, it's like, why is it that we do these form ups? OK, a forward roll. You know, well, why, why would you ever have to do that? OK, here's an example. You don't look. I need you're you're in turtle. I need to get you over. I'm going to forward roll to get you to your side, and then I can open you up. Yeah. Why do we do backward rolls? Okay, well, look. If someone's in north south, I can base off their hips. I can do a backward roll to get my hooks in, and I can take their back. Why are we? Why do we have to shrimp? You know, without overextending our arms. Well, if we overextend our arms, then we can get caught in a darts, yeah. which we don't want to do. You know, there, I always want to make sure that everything I teach and everything I show. There's a reason for, you know, there's a reason for it. And, you know, my part of the thing behind me, and it's kind of gotten me in trouble sometimes, is I always ask a lot of, you know, why do you do it this way? And to some, your instructors? I, sometimes to my instructors or anytime, like, I'm, someone's showing me a technique or, like, to anybody, I'm always like, you know. You're supposed to just listen, not yeah, don't yeah, question us. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> my, my thing is always, you know, like, if I, if, I show, if I show you a move, right, Mo, and you go out in a tournament and it doesn't work. And you did everything textbook perfectly, and I'm standing there, like, scratching my head, like, you know, trying not to make eye contact, because you're giving me a look of, like, you literally showed me this move, it didn't work, and I got submitted. That's a really big, luckily that's never happened, but, like, my thing is that if I ever show you something, Dave can attest, what I show works, so, you know. That's funny. Um, but, like, th that was always a really big responsibility for me, and I always wanted to make sure, you know, I understood why, you know, you did everything, so that I've been really blessed on it. And um, so kind of getting back to the initial question, um, after I was with Vic and I kind of, you know, I remember I took the, when I, for my third, uh, to get my fourth strip on my purple belt, he gave me the, he gave me the brown belt test under Cascal, which was like 10 moves from all these positions. And 10 moves from all, all yeah, these positions. Yeah, it was like, so you had to do like 10, so it was like 10 sweeps. It was like, uh, it was like 10 sweeps, uh, 10 different guard passes. And I mean, man, I was, when I, I there were so many times I'm like, Flashing back to like the one the one seminar I went to, I'm like, oh yeah, because <laughs> like agree. You, you know you yeah. start you know all these you know generally in most positions you know three you can do five, and then you have like maybe one in the back that you saw online or some turn some seminar a long time ago. But when you actually start going through and you start doing like you know all these you know passes and everything else, it's just you kind of stop and you're like, man, you know. Just all the stuff that you learn, it was really crazy. But yeah. when he gave me that and he said, you know, you've done, you've done, it, you passed the test, but I'm gonna give you, I want you to compete more. So then I moved down to, I moved down to Georgia. What year was that? This was, uh, so this was late. This was uh, 2016 when he gave me that test. Moved down to Georgia. Yeah, um, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I remember he, that. Uh, moved, when I moved down to Georgia because my work, my work moved my job down there. Yeah. And uh, so. Funny thing about Georgia, you know, everybody here says, yeah, I'm from Detroit. Literally in Georgia, every place says Atlanta on the actual, like, address. So I'm about 13 <clears throat> miles south of Atlanta proper, but where the school was is Alliance Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you've ever driven in Atlanta, you know that getting from anywhere into the city is next to impossible at any, like, peak hour because it's, like, five lanes of bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic yeah. about yeah. six and a half hours out of the day. Yeah, it's nuts. It's terrible. But then I find out, I'm like, oh, this place is only, like, five, this place is only, like, five miles from me. Great. So I end up, you know, I end up going there, and it's, you know, it was just really awesome just, you know, learning from, I was on, you know, Jacare was there for about 
for about really about the first year I was there, and now uh, Leo's been late after Jack Ray retired. Leo took over, and it's just really crazy, you know. You think you know jujitsu, and then you go against somebody who you know is at the highest level, you know, like you've rolled with, you know, you guys both rolled with like Cody, Garmo, Dante, and you're like, you thought you knew Jiu-Jitsu, and then it's like, no. And then you go against, when you go against someone like Leo, who's, you know, three-time world champion, third place at Abu Dhabi, yeah. you know, it, it's one thing when you, you know how to do the basics. Like, you know, you say, how do you grab, what do you do, how do you, how do you want to control somebody? You know, you take your finger, put it right here, and you just cup, you just cup it, right? Proper, side, you know, proper con- body control, right? Then you have somebody actually do it to you perfectly. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And it, it was just really funny. It's just, you know, one of the things that, uh, when the first time I ever learned uh, self-defense was I got, I was the one where you do the headlock escape. And, you know, you have the grip around the guy's head, you know, post-post. And I remember the first time I learned it, I was like, you know, the way they're showing it, this isn't going to work. And I, you know, I was a white belt. I didn't know any better. Um, I went and I just kind of ran the guy over because I was like, I've done this move in wrestling a thousand times. Yeah. Then I went down to a Damien Myers, you know, seminar, and he was actually showing, oh, yeah, so if you do this, you want to make sure you have your hip positioned right over his hip so this way the guy can't, the guy on bottom can't physically get, his, get up to do this. And you're like, oh. Yeah, I've done that before. I've had to pay $300 for private les- lessons from world champions yeah. in order to say, okay, uh, I'll... I'll take your recommendation. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll, yeah. Well, and, and that's, uh, you know, I, sometimes I, you know, because uh, with what what we're teaching, I'm like, you know what, I don't want to, I want them to, we want to bring the best value we can to our members. And I'm like, you know, let's, I want to, I almost want them to feel like they got a private seminar every time. And then yeah. it just clicked to me, your comment about the 10, you know, 10 whatever passes, sweeps, submissions from... That's, you know, everyone's got, like you're saying, a bread, a, a one, two, a one, two, three, maybe, and that develops your game. Yeah. And, and I told, and so it kind of, what I told them is like, guys, in a lot of moves, what differentiates a white, you know, a white belt from a black belt is the timing and the, and the technique behind it. Like, it's like uh, the biggest one, I saw a highlight, it was like two weeks ago. I forget who it was. He had like a flawless bump sweep. Simple bump sweep, but in, a, in like a black belt, some I think it might have been Masters Worlds or something, he exploded into it, and it was just the timing of it all. The guy sat up, and he was going with the energy, and it was it was flawless. The way a bump sweep was supposed to be done, and it's taught it's one on one jujitsu. Well, in the, one of the things that I was really blessed at is we we drilled the living you know what out mm-hmm. of just the timing of like whenever somebody's going to because you you whenever someone goes to mount you there's always that split second where their weight goes yep off their side and on top of yep. you and all you have to do is just bump it all bumping over and if you really you you just learn like it says it's kind of like a dance or it's a series of movements you know when you break it down what is jiu-jitsu it's a series of movements when you break it down and when you can just know that position there's a lot of times where like i want you to go to mount i kind of tell everyone i time the greed like i'm waiting for you to get just (laughs) a little bit too greedy and then i get my move and bear i told you bear traps bro i'm telling you that's but this that's the thing that um you know i've been really that's one of the things kind of going to your point is you see there's you as you go you find out like little tricks and one of the beautiful one of the biggest blessings about you know working with leo is that He'll go and he'll show a move that you know, or you, at least you thought you did, really well. And then he'll just show one little tiny thing, like, oh, 
Actually, guys, so all you do is you just grab the hip and you move backwards. You're like, you can go another direction. And it's like, yeah, your mind just gets blown. And you're like, the, the I kind of always say, the longer I do, do jiu-jitsu, the dumber I feel. I so I'm like, wait, you mean all I had to do was this and th- that? Remember when uh, Alex got his black belt? Mm-hmm. He said, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. He got, he, he's, he's the black belt. And he's, he's just he's just scratching the surface. Yeah, Alex Hody, it was uh, he was at the top of the food chain at our school, and he's competed all over the uh, all over the country. I mean, he's like he is on another level. And when he got his black belt, he's like, "This is I'm just I, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface." And when he said that, you know, I, I well, just I said I, I don't get it. Like, it so this why? is how yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you're, like you can murder everybody here with yeah. one arm and one leg. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're first starting out, you know, it's like when when you first start out, you see uh, the high, you see a black belt if you're lucky enough to go. I mean, now it's not as uncommon, but like when we started out, if there was ever a black belt back in the early aughts, and even even like when you first started, you know, in in the nineties, there was ever a black belt there, you're like, this is some level that you can't even fathom. Yeah. And yeah. now that were all brown belts, and especially at Alliance, where no joke, there's like there were times where there was like. 13 to 15 black belts on the mat on a Saturday class. That's dope. It blew my mind. That's amazing. And, and you know, one of my uh, per, uh, one of my old professors, uh, Danny Adjami, yeah. when we first started, uh, it wasn't, uh, it was, <coughs> it was like, we were, back then it was Shark Tank every day. Yeah. And it wasn't like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, you know, we'll, we'll train or we'll do this position training. It was like a Shark Tank every day of the week. And, um, and I uh, and I remember him telling me as a blue belt, he started to say it again and again and again. You guys are so much better than we were, well, and, and the evolution and the changing and the transferring of knowledge and the uh, and uh, uh, of the training. He, he just said, as a blue belt, you guys are way better than we were. Well, and as a purple belt, you guys are like you know way ahead of us. And it was in cool to you know. It's really crazy because you know we we've, we've been you know. We've seen, you know, it's like the, you know, your grandparents where they saw, you know, the they went from, you know, like Model T's to like, you know, the cars that have, the cars that are at now, you know. We've seen it going from like, you know, there'd be maybe like if anybody had a DVD of a jujitsu person. I, I got Salo's DVDs. I yeah, still got, you know, I, still, I got a book saying. right here. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it went from being like, you know, everyone would kind of, you know, gather around like oh my god where now it's like you know you just go onto youtube and there's like 20 there's like you just type in any jiu-jitsu move there's like five thousand of well you know zach being in the jiu-jitsu industry for so many years this is a whole nother topic but i honestly feel that um that people uh 10 and 20 years ago knew and still know how what a precious thing a piece of knowledge this is like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right. Honestly, I, I really feel that um, some uh, professors and people they don't share. And I'm talking to their own students, and I think, you know, I come from a, 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 a training background where I train people for a living outside of uh, jujitsu, but I'm all about uh, training people and teaching people and teaching people how to learn. And that's. And I think that it's coming. I think Americans are yeah. bringing that to jiu-jitsu versus the... Uh, um. Well, it's it's really funny you said that. So along, when I was first learning, and that, um, when I was first learning how to teach, my initial 
Professor Tino, and I say professor because anybody who's teaching me is my professor. Mm-hmm. And so Sensei, you know, if he he wasn't yeah. not, he was not a black belt, but he actually showed me this Gracie seminar video where what it was is they said, okay, you want to. So the object object was you have so the guys on one end of the room, you have to get him to the other end of the room to grab a bottle. He's blindfolded, right? So they said, so it's like, okay, how do you have him do that? So the guy was like, okay, you know, walk forward 10 steps, okay, go over three steps, bend down a little more to the right, a little more to the right, okay, grab it. All right, and they're like, okay, yeah, no big deal. So then the so then the Gracie said, okay, watch this. Had the guy blindfolded, he grabbed him by the hand, walked him all the way over, bled him down, and had him grab the, had him grab the water bottle. And it's like, okay, there's two ways you can do that. Because I can go and I can tell you every step by step on how to do something. But if I don't lead you by the hand and walk you through the motions, you're not going to get that. Yeah. And it's the same thing as, you know, you can watch a YouTube video of every mm-hmm. single step broken down every single way. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have somebody physically showing that to you of like, you know, okay, here's the thing. You're most of the way there, but here's why you're, here's where you're going to run a problem. you got to move this just a certain way. you got to move your foot just a certain way. If you don't have that, yeah. it's not going to work. And that's kind of one of the things that... You know, now, like you were saying, you know, we, God, we've seen everything so many ways, so many different teachers, so many different people coming through. And um, one of the craziest things, kind of like, you know, when you were saying, when we first started off, we were white belts, black belt. God, we never even thought about that. And one of the craziest things that I, I never even thought about this was until recently was, because right now I'm a two-strike brown belt, and you know if I ever get a guard, I'll maybe I can get a black belt one of these days. But um, you know, brown well, belt. Uh, ten years ten years ago, your status would be probably at a second-strike black belt. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's changed. It, it, it was funny though because what, uh, what one of the black belts I trained with his name is Chuck, and what he said is, you know, the black belt is the belt you're going to wear the longest. And I'm like, it, it just me getting a black belt is still like. Huh? Like this is this is something that could eventually happen? Like I, I can't even fathom this. And now it's like you know, because remember, once you get a black belt, the only time you're ever going to change that belt is if you've been a black belt for some 30, 40 years, something yeah. unheard of. How many and years is it? I, I it gets to the point for a coral belt. It gets to the, like you're looking at ten years in between stripes. So like it's, it's you. you it's got to be 70 or something. It's like 60, 70. If, if, if anybody's listening to this, you can go ahead and Google it. You can put down the exact numbers of where we got this wrong in the comments. We're not going to hold it to it. But yeah, like I, some, I just, it's it's out of my it's mind. It's going to be, there's a reason why the amount of, there. there's a reason why every single person you've ever seen wear those belts is no spring chicken by any means. But, you know, once you get that level, and it's really crazy to me because, you know, when you see people get there, they are all saying, you know, they're very open to learning. And that's that's kind of one of the marks of, like, when you're being a really... What makes a really good black belt is somebody who's willing to open their mind to stuff. Because, you know, like you said, everybody know, has something to offer, you yeah. know. And, like, everybody who comes from different schools. And one of, the, one of the things that really I never could wrap my head around, because I came from a wrestling background, and one of the things in wrestling was... You know, especially when it got to individual districts and individual regionals, individual states, everybody from one area, with you know, like all everyone like Monroe, uh, you know, Monroe County, Wayne County, like we all gather around, we all train together. Mm-hmm. You know, I would that was great. 
And that I've had some schools are like, you know, yeah, sure, go go train here, go train here. You know, bring something back. But you know, look, I'm I'm teaching you, I'm teaching you jujitsu. I you can go wherever you want to go. Yeah. And some places they were like, you know, if you ever trained anywhere, you were ostracized. Like you you got in big trouble. I got I got in trouble with that one time because, you know, I was I would go to open mats and my best friend was fighting my black belt. That was awkward. But, um, you know, like, I always had that mentality, though. Like, you know, if somebody, you know, hey, Mo, you train at a, insert affiliation here. I really like training with you. Or, David, you train at this affiliation. I really like training with you. It was never that big of a deal. Because the thing is that you always want to have that family mentality. I agree. Yeah. But, you know, you never want to, you know, if somebody ever wants to, you know, you always want to have that, you know, adhesiveness where, like, you know, you can always go. And, you know, if you're somewhere else, you know, go train, check it out, see how you like it. But, you know, you want it because that's the other thing, too, is that's kind of one of the things that really helps your product is, you know, you go here and you see, hey, the way you guys teach us is amazing. You know, you really break everything down. I went to this other place. They showed it to us like two moves and they're like, all right, guys, go go roll. And we're like, uh, yeah. what, what did I just learn? And, and I think you have to be, uh, I think I think it's healthier to train in other areas, uh, other places outside of your own gym. But I also think it's... Um, the cultures are so they could suck you in so easily that not everybody's in the right place to explore because honestly they could be uh, manipulated or poisoned. Uh, you know, even if they're not trying to steal a, uh, a member, they yeah. could they could like influence them <coughs> and put some put some oil in and really clean water, water and send it back to the uh, the lake mm. where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. not always about stealing. It's just about. It's, you know, there's always that give and take to it, yeah. and it's, but it's like, you know, you want to be a little open to it, and more so what I was getting at is that, you know, you want to be able to go to different places because you want to see what works, and that was the the beauty about my my path, so kind of getting to the what my lineage is. I got my blue belt under Kaiki, then I got my pearl belt under Damon Maya, and then I got my brown belt under, uh, so it was, Le- it was Leo and Master Jacare, you know, they, they gave me my brown belt, That's and... Sweet. You know, it's like my I for my thing is for so many different ways. I've been I've trained at Extreme Couture, I've trained at Team Quest, I've trained you know about seven different places in Michigan. I've trained in George. I've trained a couple places in Georgia, and you know I. You're lucky to say that. I mean, it, I, honestly, looking back, you're lucky because you've got to touch uh, different places, different styles, different people at different levels in their career. So that's a lot of uh, and it, it's, just, it's a you, lot of. Uh, Exposure. When, yeah. When definitely. you and that, that's kind of one of the things that you know it's, I I never I never really had that you know that thing where you know when you start to get now that I've got I've had the pleasure you know to sit through a lot of you know black belt ceremonies now and people getting it, it's funny because a lot of people who didn't start off at you know Alliance headquarters, when you ask them, it's kind of all the same thing. Is that you know. I started off in this little school in the way in the back, you know, with the leaky roof, you know, the tiny little areas, yeah. you know, where you'd have, you know, holes in the drywall from guys getting thrown through it, you know, like these little dank places. And, you know, you you just, that's where you, you start to grow from there and you makes you just appreciate everything about it. And the biggest thing I will say about this whole journey that I've been on is, it's really crazy how much of a family atmosphere it really gives to you because, you know, like, you see the cauliflower ear, you see somebody wearing a jiu-jitsu shirt, you know, a second you see that, you're like, 
oh, you trained jiu-jitsu, or, hey, man, you roll. <laughs> you know, and, like, all of a sudden, you just, you go and you will strike up, like, a 20, 30-minute conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, last week. Uh, last it's like week, climbing the Grand Canyon where very few people could say that, and you, you have that immediate connection. Well, you know? it, it was funny because, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, or, like, two weeks ago or something, I'm with my girlfriend at a bar in Georgia, and I see some guy walk in, and, you know, he's got a jiu-jitsu shirt, and I walk up to him, I'm like, oh, hey, man, you trained jiu-jitsu? Oh, yeah, and we start... We just start talking for like 20 minutes and, you know, we're carrying out this long conversation. And as soon as I sit down, my girlfriend looks at me, she's like, so is he your new BFF? I'm like, no, I mean, we just do jiu-jitsu, you know, this kind of happens. I'm like, sorry about that. And, yeah. she's, and I'm sure I'm sure your wives have both had to yeah, put up with it, she, you know. They, they could just never understand. Uh, they, it, they can't, man. It, I, it, oh, my it's, gosh. It's one of those things where, like, you know, you, you meet. I don't, I was really thinking about this, you know, when you initially asked me about it. You know, it's like. How would you describe jiu-jitsu? And I can't really... I say community, but I can't really find the word to really describe it. Because it's like... It's something like, you know... I don't want to liken it to, you know, a veteran... Like someone who's been to war. Because it's not... You know, yeah, we do... Theoretically, yes. You know, yeah. if you apply this and you don't let go, it could lead to that. But, you know, hopefully you never have... You will never have to. But, right. you know, it's like... It's sort of like someone... It's sort of like a mix between, like... It's not quite community isn't right really strong enough a word. I don't really want to say religion because it's like it, it in a way it kind of is, but you you really see people who like sometimes they're a little lost in where they're trying to go. They start doing jujitsu and you see that when you start doing jujitsu, it makes you <clears throat> reevaluate a whole lot of things in your life because you know, you have to make time. I wonder to, why Taekwondo doesn't do that like this is not a shot by no. any means but what well no because well, you you can speak like like i've never done it you've actually practiced taekwondo so you're yeah. attesting to it yeah 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 that's true yeah thanks for the protecting me. yeah no like <laughs> like i'm not that you needed i'm just saying I like if i talk smack it would be smack but you're actually uh, a but, testimony but i've done other arts and um yeah it's it, there's nothing like the journey that has put you on of self-discovery. Well, it's pretty amazing. The the thing is that you know it's when you you explain to somebody you know because the the thing is that this is a difference between when and this when you go and you look at how it used to be in Brazil, you know they they don't ever really so like you wanna you don't ever want to water it down but you want to maybe simplify it so like if you can find a way to go and explain something in like a you know ten words as opposed to twenty words. That's different than changing the message. So, like I like earlier when we said is, here's George Washington, and if you want to, you know, granted you can write an entire book on George Washington, but if you want to actually explain who George Washington was, you can say he was a man who did some amazing things, some not so amazing things, some awful things. But at the end of the day, we would not be where we are if not for him. And the thing is that when you're going and doing jujitsu. You know, you the technique is the same way. You know, you want to find a way to kind of go through it. But when you tell somebody who's done martial arts as a kid, oh yeah, you know, I remember when I was I did hapkido and I wrote down there it's like, you know, jiu-jitsu hapkido is really hard. It took me one year to get a black belt. You know, now we're looking at them like, <laughs> you know, you're trying not to laugh because like, you know, you tell someone, yeah, you call him professor. Why? Because it takes you about, you know, 10, 15 years yeah. to get a black belt. And, you know, like, you look at the people who got it in, like, three years. Well, yeah, you're training, like, you're you're literally going through 40-plus hours, a, 40 hours a week, 
training for this every single day to get your black belt. And like, there's a reason why it's a big deal. You know, like, oh my God, this guy got his black belt. You know, it's a big celebration. It's yeah. a ceremony. Because like, the thing is that if you want to you do jujitsu, okay, so you know that you're going to have to set aside, let's say, two hours a day to do this. Okay, so let's say that you have a newborn or more than one newborn. Yeah. So now you're going to have to figure out, okay, how am I going to get to training? Now, even if you don't have a kid, you know that, okay, I'm going to train early Saturday. I know that if I show up hungover, life is going to suck to levels I can't even imagine. Yeah. Maybe I don't go out drinking or maybe only have like one beer. Mm-hmm. You know, or I know that, you know, uh, okay, man, you know, I get really tired. You know, maybe I'm not going to eat that second dessert or whatever. You know, maybe I want to start taking a little bit better care of myself so that, you know, that young guy doesn't go beat the crap out of me so easily. You know, it it's one decision that makes you do other decisions. And one of the big things about jujitsu is it's not easy. And that's kind of one of the things, you know, I remember, I'm not going to say where it was, but my uh, there was a time that I was brought in because at the time we were kind of planning on doing a offset of our jujitsu school under this Choi Kwon Do place. And I watched them go and do their, do like, I thought, you know, the guy was just shadow boxing because, you know, they're, thro- they're throwing low, they're not doing anything, like, by any means, you know, technical. And they're going, they do it for about, you know, five or ten minutes. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, everyone just does their own thing. Come to find out that was her actually doing the foreman. I about just <laughs> dropped my job. But, you know, the thing is that one of the sad parts about it is a lot of people, you know, they want to feel like they've done the work without actually doing the work. Yeah. And one of the hard things about jiu-jitsu is you're going to find out in about two seconds when you get out on the mat if you're, you've done the work or not. Because as you know, you you see you someone says, oh, yeah, they're real good. You watch them shrimp up and down the mat. You watch them do an armbar. You, you, you watch them do a move on you. You can tell real quick oh, yeah. if this person knows what they're doing or not. There's no, there's no faking it. Let me... Uh, let me go ahead and end this segment right here, guys, because we do have some focus questions. Zach, thank you. Uh, we, it's just uh, every time we get together, especially with like an, you know another upper rank, it's like uh, I could talk about this forty hours a week, you know, nonstop, literally forty hours a week. But uh, but we'll start some questions on this next episode. Thank you so much for that intro, Zach. Thanks, Zach. And, Thanks for uh, having me, guys. Talk to you guys very soon. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. As always, if you have any questions or anything you want to hear on our podcast, you can send those to metrobjj at gmail.com. Or perhaps you want to start your jiu-jitsu journey today, you can come check out our gym. We're located at 13555 Eureka Road, Southgate, Michigan. And we're right next to Planet Fitness. Come on in. Our friendly staff will be happy to answer any of your questions and meet your goals. Talk to you soon.